Put on your baggies and album version moraches too. It's the Beach Boys Boys, the world's number one podcast about the world's preeminent surf rock group, hosted by your boys, PJ and Pete. And Pete. Um, That's right. We finally got to the album version of uh, our of our famous, made famous by the Beach Boys Boys, yeah. uh, title song here. Title song. Come and go with me? <laughs> Come go with me. Yeah. Not title song. Theme song theme is what song. I mean to yeah, say. There you go. It's not the title of our podcast. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, it sounds the same. Yeah. So I was good. I was cool. That was my next question. If there yeah. is literally any difference between the album and. Uh, not that I know of, no. This made it to a best of. This huh? one seems like it's a little worse, but maybe it's just the album around it that makes yeah, it seem a little that bit worse. Very well could be. A little <laughs> bit of foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. Um,. Well, let's just jump straight into it, PJ. I just wanted to share with you a little bit. Let's talk yeah. about our theme song for let's, just a moment. Let's. Come Go With Me uh, was the second single from MIU album, which we're going to talk about later today. We are going to talk about it. And that. it did not do well at the time. Mm. But then in 1982, maybe, something like that, uh, it was released on the Decade something endless yeah. decade some shit like that did they also re-release it as a single or something yeah and it was re-released as a single and then did really really well uh on oh yeah 10 years of harmony in 1981 so oh that's the one with the really cool album cover right yes i like that album cover yeah yeah it's a weird best of but anyway I, all of their best of are weird they put christmas music on their best ofs early on that doesn't make yeah. any sense apparently brian uh contributed the horn arrangement um yeah, he wrote it on the spot at Sunset Recorders while in his bathrobe. I hope he... Which he is just, sort of a yeah. weird thing to specify because it seems like from about 1975 to 1985, Brian was maybe always, always in yeah. a bathrobe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would That's be like more notable yeah. if he wasn't in a bathrobe when he did something yeah. at this point. He did an entire <laughs> late night TV skit in his bathrobe, yeah, so he literally didn't take it off. I have to imagine they were like, could you put something else on? And he was like, no something else yeah uh, let's see i've part got a his, red bathrobe yeah part of his very specific condition is that brian forgot where his closet was yeah. uh and no matter how many times marilyn <laughs> let him there it it just didn't take man yeah. he couldn't handle it so he, he had no he, idea he was limited to his collection of bathrobes that he kept on the floor next to the hamper right exactly yeah, yeah it was red pile blue pile yeah. green pile fish pile yeah yeah how are you doing, PJ? I'm doing well, Pete. <laughs> Good. Uh, we just dropped our comeback episode. Mm. And so I also looked at our analytics, and we're more popular than I thought. Really? Yeah. Wow. People were eager, ready, and waiting. They were. Yeah. That's so nice That's the name hear. of a porn video that I watched earlier. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Pornographic film. Sorry. Um, either way. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's pretty cool, man. All right. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, glad to hear that we're ascending up the ranks um, of... Of Beach Boys Yeah, podcast we're climbing the ladder. At, in in the race that our Beach Boys podcast, there's one that's in first, and 
Then who's in first? There's us. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Did you know that was Brian Wilson's favorite joke? It during an interview, someone asked him, "What's your favorite joke?" And he said, "Who's on first? And they said, "Kind of a joke, more like a skit <laughs> like or something." Bit, and he's yeah. like, "No, that's my favorite joke. Just who's on first? And then he started laughing uncontrollably, and they'd end the interview. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Fun fact. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Fun. Fun fact. Um, and then like way down the grid, like if you're on a ladder, yeah, one of the podcasts is like at the top of the ladder. Oh yeah, absolutely. we're like on the first rung, and then there's no other podcasts that I know yeah, of. Yeah, none that are about the beach none boys, that I'm so aware of. At the a very pretty least. big, pretty big gap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do have a special guest today, who wanted to sit in for a few moments. He's just going to stand with the PlayStation. Oh, PJ actually has a mic? Holy shit. I was legitimately just going to hand him mine and say, screw you. You don't get it here. Uh, we have Brendan. Hi. Hi. We Hi. don't want to say your last name you in case you don't want to. We don't want to talk Takashi already is yeah. like, yeah, under the radar sort of. So I, uh, oh, I just I'm very it. distracted. <laughs> it's like he wasn't ready at all you to be on this show. Right as I, I'm launching into a round of Apex Legends right now. Wow. Oh. What's that? Oh, a video is game. this deletable for later? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Don't worry about that. All right, thank God. Hear you guys in my headset. That's oh. really weird, honestly. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Weird. Is it Bluetooth? Do you think? I, yeah. It's yeah. Bluetooth. Okay. Yeah. That's what it is. It's just Bluetoothing into. Yeah. Guys, yeah. I gotta go. Okay. I'll hop back on later. <laughs> okay. Cool. Thanks. Wow. All of that. Literally, all of that will be deleted. That's incredible. I had no idea that was possible to fuck up a guest spot that yeah. bad. But <laughs> leave it to Brendan. Leave it to Brendan. That's my favorite television show. Brian's favorite television show from <laughs> the 50s it, as well. Leave it to Brendan. Leave it to Brendan, yeah. yeah. It was a good one. So, PJ, we are hey. coming in. Hey, wait. How are, how are you? Oh, PJ, thank you for asking. You're welcome. Uh, I'm fine. I actually have a lot on my mind. And um, yeah, let's see. There's something I need to tell you god damn it what album is this on? is it that you love me <laughs> no i the a long summer huh the issue of not knowing what album our old songs are is it's legitimately a problem i did have to edit that out a lot of the last podcast you let one in yeah oh just a lot of time yeah no 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 no, no. it happened like six times oh okay yeah so i hesitate to call this beef um it's more just uh an update. Acknowledging the fact that other people in the world exist. Yeah. Let's go there. Let's yeah. <laughs> I think that's a very fair way to put it. Uh, so there was a lot of talk on our on our comeback episode about uh, some other podcasts that exist. One of them, which is now our official Frenemy podcast, and one of them, uh, which... We don't care to... No. You know. Um, so we apparently do- we have a Twitter.com direct message. Yep. Um... Now, I don't really use this website, but PJ tells me it's sort of a microblogging platform for creators, creatives, journalists, news junkies, and the like. No, I said it's where Ted Cruz likes some porn. Oh, yeah. okay. Shit, I must be thinking of a different one. But yeah. regardless, uh, I haven't been on it before, but PJ went ahead and logged me in on my uh, desktop computer here. And um, <laughs> What are you running on thing? Re- Windows ME? Yeah. No, I'm still on Windows 7. It was really the last one that made sense to me. Okay. Yeah, I tried yeah. 8 for a second, and boy. Don't even get me no. started. I didn't even want to try 10. No. Who would? No. I'm still pissed that I can't run XP, but my nephew tells me that it's impossible on my current hardware. 
I don't I don't know what that sentence means. I'm just repeating verbatim. Yeah, you you read me. it off. <laughs> yeah, he's a 20-year-old computer yeah. junkie. Uh, so, um, wow, junkie twice in one show. <laughs> so, uh, we have a, so apparently, a <laughs> which part got you there, PJ? The nephew. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I do have a few. Yeah. One in particular is really big into co- computers. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. I mean, you know, I'm an old man. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think just the fact the idea that you asked your nephew over to please come help me run windows xp yeah because windows 7 is doable but still can be hard yeah 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 Yeah, i get you um so i guess a direct message is like when they can send you a i mean it sounds like it's a lot like facebook messenger which i love facebook use it all the time to post my political opinions but um that's what it's for i think Twitter, it seems like, has a similar feature that they copied off where you can send people messages, but they don't have to be your friends. Just yeah. anyone can do it, and you have to see it. I think that should be good for celebrities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like ourselves. So, um, although PJ also said that apparently you can block people on Twitter, and this feels like a situation where we could think about that, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, a certain podcast that we talked about last week, um, well, we've talked about several weeks in a yeah. row now. Uh, called Best. Um, that will have a wave noise over it. Yeah. They sent us a direct message saying, it, very simple, very short. In all lowercase and no punctuation, I believe. One period oh, one for period. two sentences. Okay. Which eh, I, uh, I, yeah. kind of, I kind of get not doing that. No. I mean, I personally That's would put enough. like weird ellipses in between every other word yeah but and an emoji that doesn't make any sense with the context of what i'm writing and use exclusively umlauts yes yeah, yeah. it says hello beach boys boys which that's you don't even respect us enough to capitalize the name of our yeah. podcast and that will on. be bleeped out uh <laughs> do we have a third bleep sound for our podcast name it'll just be people cheering that's wild oh yeah. okay um period and then no cap which you have to work to do yeah yeah it's like it auto capitalizes yeah. for you I assume they're doing this from a cell phone. I would have to assume. Uh, we must cross over to defeat So, first of all, uh, I guess, is it called selling them out? I guess we're going to go ahead and sell them out and say, yeah. and tell that we're getting this uh, yeah, message. We're, we're going we're gonna to go the opposite way that these fuckers want us to. It's also interesting because it was sent today the oh, date okay. of recording okay. uh that we're recording this show which is i, I think believe... two days after the episode where we talked about them and i dropped that yesterday dog okay regardless mm-hmm. it's given them at least 24 hours to realize that we shit all over them yeah and said multiple times we want nothing to do with them and wish they would go away and be quiet yeah <laughs> and so then to send us a dm that ignores all of that yeah that, that, that is, is pretty impressive it's like they listened and they were like oh they're doing a bit i can assure you we should are not. we report or block <laughs> i'm not familiar enough with twitter to know if one of those gets them in trouble i think reporting somebody gets them in trouble okay should we just leave the conversation i don't know what that means <laughs> uh i think only if it gets a notification it says we're following them pj are we following them it says follow i think i followed them before i knew anything about them ah uh, got it 
Um, let's just give. We that can a... stay following them, but just leave the conversation. Yeah. How about? I hope they get a notification that says the Beach Boys boys have left the conversation. The conversation history will be deleted from your inbox. We better take a screenshot then, just yeah. so we have oh, evidence. I'll grab it. Thank you, PJ. And then I will leave this conversation. So, um, <laughs> that's some pretty. You got it. Yeah, I got it. That's some pretty uh, mild beef, uh, but notable, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, any other beef we need to cover, PJ? That seems like it does it for me. I just want to let them know that we don't care. Yeah, I think... And I don't know how to say that more clearly. <laughs> this is less beef and more just... Uh, not even a warning. Just informing you guys that, like, yeah, this isn't... Leave us alone? Yeah. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> and Ceylon? We're I feel worse for Ceylon because yeah. they're actually actively being mean to those guys, yeah. <laughs> which is unfortunate. But also, stop stealing our jokes and leave us alone, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is like when Ringo was like, hey, please don't send us any more fan mail. Oh, you mean I don't he... read it. That doesn't sound like Ringo to me. That was oh. Ringo, yeah. Is it, was it more like, hey, don't send me any more fan mail. Hello there. I don't read it. Peace and love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember that? Uh, I remember that he said he would stop autographing stuff. I don't remember specifically him not I think accepting it, fan mail. I think it was longer. the same time. He okay. was like, okay, hey, that makes you guys sense. keep sending me stuff because you want me to sign it and you're expecting a response. But I was yeah. in the fucking Beatles, so I get a million of those a day and I don't read any of them. Yeah. It's, I mean, I appreciate the honesty. It's from kind him. of a baller move on his oh, part yeah, to be for like, sure. guys, are you kidding me? I'm a Beatle. Yeah. And I'm one of only of two alive. So, yeah. like, he's getting. I mean, because let's be honest, if all four Beatles were still alive today, yeah. the ratio of fan mail that Ringo would get... Pretty low. It would not be a fair 25% no. all the way across the board. Let's say that. But now that he's only... He's one of two alive, even though, you know, he's still far less popular than Paul, yeah. you got to think it's still in the 40% range, which yeah. is a, at least mm. twice as much as he would have gotten. 30 to 40. Otherwise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Still around twice as much as, yeah. yeah. So I can understand his frustration because he spent his whole life not being very famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now that he has to fucking deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mike was all there for it. But, yeah. you know, it's very uh, similar to the Beach Boys. Like, but Mike was ready um, to be the most famous one, unfortunately. Yeah. So <laughs> that was unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> that th is unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that. Uh, if they were all still alive, it'd yeah. be 35, 35, 20, All of the 10. Beach Boys? Yeah. Um, 35, 35, Mike and Brian, you mean? I was talking about the Beatles, if oh, I'm being oh, completely oh. honest. I think Paul and John, 35 yeah, each. Yeah, that seems right. 20 for George, even though he was the best one, and yeah. 10 for- But George is always going to be a little quieter. He'd probably make less public appearances. He'd probably like write back to more people. I, f I feel like he would. Yeah. Yeah. But it would also have to do with probably him having less. Yeah. Just because at a certain point, of course, you can't respond to all of that exactly yeah. yeah have you ever written to a celebrity pj jeb bush yeah how'd yeah. that go he wrote me back nice he sends you back a bushel of oranges he sent me back uh, a whole packet of info about florida wow i wrote him in fourth grade and he sent a signed picture of himself which part of wow i this is a real definitely didn't yeah. know jeb bush existed until he was the governor. He was the I yeah. Was much older, uh, like until Senator at least of Florida governor. No, I, I mean I know that, but yeah. it took until he ran for president in was that 2008 or 2012? Both. Oh, okay. Well, one of those at least he was at least pretty. 2012. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Like it seemed like he no, had a 20, shot of taking the nomination. Yeah, twenty sixteen. I think that was the first time I was aware of. Didn't him. do well, but twenty twelve no. was like when, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like him and Hillary were almost the two nominees. It seemed like I was also not aware of him until my mother told me that the president's brother was uh, in charge of Florida in some capacity, and so and that intrigued you so much. <laughs> we had to do projects on states, uh, and, and I, I picked Florida for some reason, of course, because I thought yeah. it was cool when I was in fourth grade. Did you write Jeb Bush asking for him to get you in touch with Florida Man? I did, yeah. Oh, PJ and Diddy. Uh, well, I asked him to also send me some gator meat, and he <laughs> didn't deliver on either. Yeah. Um, he just sent a signed picture of himself and a bushel of information about A signed picture Florida. of himself? Does anyone yeah. want that from Jeb Bush? <laughs> Not a damn person. Yeah. I wonder how many people have ever written in asking for a picture of Jeb Bush that he signed. I know one. <laughs> you didn't ask I for didn't it, I didn't ask did for you? it. I just got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think everyone got it. I'm saying who actually asked for it. Do you think it? he just had a lot of them laying around because he was like, people yeah. are going to want these? It was from some campaign trail thing where his campaign manager was like, this is going to be great. The everyone p- wants this. Yeah. Your brother is the president. Yeah, your dad exactly. was the president. Mm-hmm. Boy, you're... Holy shit. His dad was a president too? <laughs> okay. Barack Obama? So, yeah. No. Oh, is that not right? Who? Yeah. Fact check time. We don't have a fact check song, but that's okay because we don't actually get stuff wrong very often. Yeah. Well, we should do a fact check song for sure. Mm. Should we take a quick break to find one? I think so. Brendan, what's your favorite Beach Boys song? Uh, oh, yeah. Whenever you're ready to hop on mic, just walk over here. Meh. <laughs> I don't like that one. It was a valiant effort, but we're going to go with a different song. What would Sorry, be pal. a fact check song for real? Is there something about like telling the truth? All right, Beach Boys fact check. Beach Boys fact check. <laughs> a new segment on the Beach Boys yeah. Boys. Uh, so I got multiple things wrong, but uh, uh, swear I like read them that way, so I'm not really sure where it went wrong. About which album? About uh, just some general stuff, the Beach okay. Boys comeback stuff. So first of all, Brian, you asked about if Brian was touring with them. Yeah. He did tour with them off and on throughout the late 70s. Okay. And then it was by the time he went back into, like, and then by, like, 80-ish, when he was doing really badly right before he went back into Landy's program is when he wasn't touring at all anymore. And then back in, like, 85, he was with them again. Okay. So, um, but it was very hit or miss. Like, he would just show up for random concerts that that he could make. Or mm-hmm. felt like making, and then most of the time wouldn't play, though. Yeah. And then also, uh, Love You was not their final Reprise record. Okay. For some reason, uh, I swear to God that my source said that, but apparently uh, MIU album was. Is on Reprise. Um, okay. So, but I guess they had already signed their deal with CBS, so Reprise just didn't give a oh, shit just, about yeah. them. Like, they just wanted them to finish the contract, and that was it. Okay. That Although, that's honestly really weird to sign a contract when you still have two more albums left on your current one like that seems early i think me. you're allowed to but you know. i mean I, I yeah i guess but like it's just and it's weird timing for cbs too because yeah. like 15 big ones did okay but eh, regardless didn't it do really well 15 big ones yeah so maybe that's why they just decided to poach why. them like right yeah, and then CBS they like, never did well again yeah <laughs> so all okay. right interesting Beach Boys fact check. Good segment, Pete. Great segment. Great segment, sorry. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about your hat for a second? Sure. We can talk about anything you want, PJ. What's up with your it's hat? It's an open floor. 
It is a baseball style cap. That is accurate. With a single black facing brim. Mm -hmm. Black in color. Colored black, correct. Um, And it has the WNBA logo on it. Oh, it is the WNBA. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Colored in rainbow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Which part did you want to talk about? <laughs> I didn't realize it was the WNBA logo. You didn't recognize logo. the logo. Got it. Okay. I thought it was the NBA logo, but I was like, there's something off about that. That does not Doesn't look, look like, right. Yeah. yeah. Who's yeah. that guy? Jerry. O'Terry. Jerry O'Terry. Yeah. Sherry O'Terry. Wait, he's the SNL lady. Yeah. Um. You know who the, the, the logo. It's based on. Yeah, no. Jerry West. Jerry West. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Could not think of his last name. <laughs> Also, now who's the SNL person? Sherry O'Terry. Is it Sherry O'Terry? Okay, yeah. that sounded wrong to me for some reason. But I was it sounds just mixed like a f- made-up name. It sounds like yeah, it's something a name. somebody like gives a policeman when they're doing a fake Irish accent telling them they're an illegal immigrant. Sure. Is that a common occurrence? My brother said it would work. Uh, okay. uh, he, oh, when you were an illegal immigrant yeah. making your way to Anaheim. No, he said he... You lived Five Goes West. Exactly. <laughs> um, But he... When he was in high school and he would get like, he was drinking or something, hmm. um, and the police stopped him, he told me that he did this, but- um, I'm already so skeptical. I do not believe <laughs> and him. And I don't even know what it is. He yet. doesn't listen. He uh, he tends to exaggerate the truth a bit. Sure. Um, and he said every time that a cop hassles him, he just goes, oh, I'm an Irish immigrant. <laughs> and, uh, and he wouldn't go to jail. But then one time he got arrested- and then on the it, he got a charge for uh, um, what's that one where you're just like lying to police? Obstruction of justice. He got sure. an obstruction obstruction of justice, um, you know, uh, citation citation because he was lying to a police officer about being an illegal immigrant. And then the officer found his wallet and was like, "No, you're not. You're from here. Your address is on here, and it's issued by this state." Well, PJ, <clears throat> the. Uh, the waterproof part of this whole plan is you know who's really famous for never getting arrested for drinking? Irish people. Yeah, Irish people, yeah. <laughs> he, so, but that he, makes a lot of sense. His thought was like, yeah, you just, uh, they don't want to have to do that paperwork. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll try that one at some point. Yeah, please do. I don't know when, but I'm going to feel desperate and that's going to pop into my head. And yep. That'll be my downfall. And your name will be Jerry O'Terry. <laughs> From SNL. Yeah. Do you mean Sherry? So the reason behind the hat is just I wanted one that was the regular National Basketball Association, yeah. but they both don't support gay people uh, and yeah. also don't actually make a hat with just their logo on it for some reason. That is weird. So I got the WNBA one instead and now have watched the occasional WNBA game to, I guess, back up the hat. Huh, how's that? Also, boring summer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fun. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, real basketball isn't on. Not that it's fake. Uh, ooh, <laughs> we need to do a lot of editing. Mm, nope. Men's basketball isn't on. There you go. Uh, so it is filling the void a teeny bit. Um, My favorite uh, Beach Boy song is Boring Summer. Yeah. What if they'd done a ballad just called Boring Summer? I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, Endless Bummer is yeah. a Weezer song. Yeah. yeah. Which is pretty good. And kind of that. Yeah. It's just about how summer is really good, but. Shitty, because your girl broke up with you. Weezer. Are we going to do a Weezer crossover episode where we talk about how they're basically just the Beach Boys, like, reincarnated? Do you think that about them? It's actually not totally 
it, it's workable enough. I could make the argument. I think, yeah, we can do. There's an enough episode. similarities there. If you, if you like, poppy early years, angsty middle period that's considered their best work, and then like becoming old men who just still sing about being teenagers and try and chase like their early successes. I don't know enough about Weezer to back any of that up. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, Brendan says yes. Yeah, yeah. Takashi? He can't hear us, but he says yes. Takashi doesn't know either. He's not paying attention. How did you get this job, man? You don't even know who the Beach Boys are. Yeah. Jesus. All right. Well, regardless, you're a good intern. He's a good intern. Uh, He's fine. I mean, he he's fine. We just he fucked up my drink order today. That's true. We just can't fire him because he's an intern. He's unpaid. Yeah. I asked for water and I got just an empty bottle. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't realize that water. (laughs) He thought water and and air were the same thing. (laughs) So he said he filled up the bottle. But he poured out the water. <laughs> he just he poured and out the water. The cap yeah. back on and handed it to me. It was ridiculous. Also, I'm fucking sorry. What? <laughs> I'm just gonna edit out everything Brendan's saying, but leave your reactions to it. <laughs> so you just like I don't think you can edit out someone yelling across the room. I think I can. Is that a third track in the yeah. mixer? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, Beach Beach Boy. <laughs> Yeah, Beach you wanna... Boy, do you want to get to our uh, <laughs> albums today? We've got two to go through and a little bit of uh, catching up to do about the, the boys themselves. All right, let's do it. Okay. So today we are talking about a a beautiful pair of albums. Um, <laughs> it's the, a sweet set of albums. Yeah, the hyphenate albums for some reason, or the uh, acronym albums. Okay. We have the MIU album, and mm-hmm. they're named... So poorly. So the first one is named MIU album. That is, yeah, I noticed that on. And the then cover. the second one is named LA parentheses light album. <laughs> so they both have album in the title, which I can only imagine is because the music is so slight they have to make pe- sure people yeah. realize they're actually putting on a record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I worked on that one for a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they're interesting um very interesting like we are we're entering a beach boys era i mean they will never be um good again i was gonna say interesting yeah well they might be interesting again but yeah they're never gonna be anything approaching good again (laughs) yeah uh from here on out so miu is especially a weird one um because mike so after love you Dennis released Pacific Ocean Blue. Okay. To like fine sales, yeah. but pretty good critical reception. Um, and then was also he and Carl both were getting pretty uh sick of the Beach Boys just in general, like just doing the hey. Beach Boys thing. Right on. Sounds I got that familiar. In with them. Yeah, 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 right. So they were like Dennis now until his death is just basically not a part of the band. Like he'll just show up yeah. occasionally or like we'll show up. Wait, he dies in like 83. 80, yeah. Like yeah. six years. So, but they only have these two records today and then one other record before he dies. So like he's okay. off and on recording with them. And mm-hmm. then like after a while just shows up to random concerts to play drums, but then they like get into fights backstage and he just doesn't yeah. play with them anyway. <laughs> so like, Yeah. So Denny's not doing great. Carl is just sick of the whole thing and yeah. is also trying to get some solo material going. 
So neither of them. Is this where Carl starts to like go off the deep end a little bit? Uh, I'm not positive about that because he does get a little bit crazy. Yeah, uh, I believe. Probably. Yeah. He's I a mean, brother, he. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think. Not particularly. Hmm. Like, he's just not really a member of the group from here until their comeback in '85, I believe. Um, I mean, he technically is, but he just doesn't hang out with them or whatever. Yeah. And then has two early 80s solo records. Um, and okay. I think tours on those alone for himself, by himself, I mean. Um, I would like to see. A he bo- was an op- he opened, sorry, he opened for the Doobie Brothers on their 81 cool. summer tour, which actually would have been a dope ass tour. I would have, wa- yeah, yeah. I would have loved that. Um, I would like to see a biopic of the Wilson Brothers by. Yeah. The Wilson brothers. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. There's um, three three of each. Yeah. So I think I might have done that joke before. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Doesn't uh, sound familiar to me, but as di- we talked as we've talked about, it's hard to remember. Yeah, you diehard fans, let me know. Yeah, yeah. Right. Make right a in. compilation of every time. DM I made us that joke. and then we'll block you. Yeah. Um so the MIU album. Stands for the Maharishi International University. Ah, uh, I wondered. Yes, which apparently is in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, why? <laughs> no fucking clue why. I I might drop in a clip of Wyatt talking about that right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fairfield, Iowa, and it's like it's also funny enough, like where they recorded the Beach Boys MIU album. Like it's the Maharishi Institute is oh, there. Oh, yeah. Okay. And we had no idea. We played there, and we're like on the way up there, and I'm like looking at, it, I'm like, where is this place? Because we don't like never been to anywhere in Iowa before we're like driving up there and it's like oh the Maharishi Institute and I'm like holy shit the Beach Boys recorded an album here yeah. and it's like just in the middle of nowhere And it, but it is kind of like there are a lot of weird kind of like you know film student types there you can tell yeah. like you get there and it's like okay and then like lots of people that are into transcendental meditation and stuff like that Yeah. It's it was interesting and then somebody told us like oh yeah David Lynch has a film school here so it's like oh yeah that makes sense what a weird place. It is a super weird place. It's like in the middle of farmland. And it's just a bunch of strange. Yeah, we went through this like little bar there after we played, and it was like, I mean, it just like reeked of weed. We were like, wow. It's like middle of Iowa. No one would have thought. Yeah, it's just like farmland and corn everywhere. It's just like all of a sudden you're in this weird little hippie place, and it's like, wow. That is weird. Um. um. So Mike really wanted to record an album, of course, Mm -hmm. at the Maharishi Institute and thought it would be like a cool whatever vibe for them to record in. Uh, But Mike is like a guy who's getting into like, what's a hip band? Neutral Milk Hotel now. Sure. Like he's just so late on it. And it's just like, I mean, we're kind of done with that. And then like if he finds something that's at all cool like this he just doubles down on it until Mm -hmm. it's so uncool anymore like regardless of it being uh being popular or not yeah it's just his how into it he is turns you off no matter what and i bet the maharishi was so pumped anybody was still talking about him yeah mike was the only famous mike was the only guy yeah um so he told all of them that he wanted to record at the maharishi's university and only he, Al, and Brian showed up. <laughs> Which honestly is incredible just because I I can't believe Brian even got on a plane for any yeah. of this, you know? Especially because this was after Brian had left Landy. Yeah, this is in and, between like, Landy. And this yeah. is in, 
I mean, he's still kind of holding it together, but not too much right now. And yeah. he only gets worse from here on into the early 80s. So, mm-hmm. like, the fact he showed up at all is amazing. Like, they were very close to having a Mike and Al Beach Boys record. I can't imagine Brian being, yet yeah, like, together enough to, like, book a flight. Yeah. Go I know. to the airport. None of it really makes any two sense, hours early, honestly. Yeah. Like, I kind of have to think, this isn't said anywhere, I have to think Mike, like, just... Yeah. coerced him into coming like bought him a ticket and like kidnapped him from his house under maryland yeah <laughs> without maryland knowing and something along drove him lines. to the airport yeah. and like put him on the plane and just like gave him a bunch of pills and uh whiskey and was yeah. like okay brian just fall asleep <laughs> we'll be here soon we're gonna yeah. record an album he rubbed <laughs> his tummy until he fell asleep yeah so um so they all three or yeah so they all three show up and uh mike wants to record a christmas album <laughs> so he oh mike yeah so he and brian start writing songs mm-hmm. and brian's uh, lucid enough really yeah um this is also by the way i think we mentioned it on our love you episode uh but this is after brian had another solo album he was working on called adult child mm-hmm. that got scrapped even though it was pretty much finished um yeah so one of the songs he that ends up on miu is a reworked version of an adult child song uh so when we get to that but is there is there any like bootleg version of the original yeah there is um which we could talk about maybe like on our smile episode or something kind of when we're doing whatever unreleased stuff yeah because adult child is less popular than smile for sure but similarly like famous among beach boys fans on the message boards and such so um, and the bootleg, I think, is supposed to be pretty good, like pretty accurate to what yeah. the finished tracks were, you know. So, um, if there's one it, thing it I know about you, Peter. You're always cruising those message boards. That's right. Well, I'm a die-hard like Beach Boys 78 fan. year old yeah. diehard Beach Boys yeah. fan. I live on those boards. Do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My username, Woody Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so they submitted the Christmas album. Oh, well, so they really wanted Brian to produce it. Yeah. But he was not up to it at all. Yeah. So Al course. and another guy stepped in to actually produce it. And then they just billed Brian as executive producer to get his name on the record sleeve, even of though course. he didn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. So a real he was Rick there. Rubin. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he really Rubened his way into that. That's one. right. Um, yeah. Brian, if he had had it together at all during the 80s, he could have made a really good career off of doing the Ruben thing, just like showing yeah. up to a band's record for a week and, and then just putting like, his EP tag on it and I'm being like Pet Brian Sounds. Wilson. Yeah. Where's the Coke? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so they submitted Merry Christmas from the Beach Boys. It was rejected by <laughs> Reprise. So they just changed the lyrics to a bunch of songs and turned it back in as MIU album. That's amazing. Yeah. Holy like they shit. wrote a few new songs, but they basically just reworked like, their took Christmas sleigh songs. bells off yeah. and rewrote the lyrics that's yeah. amazing it's pretty wild uh and then also added uh a cover of peggy sue yeah which brian is still on his fucking uh on his thing about yeah. wanting to record Redo oldies 50s, yeah yeah so um i think that's the only song on here that was actually produced by brian maybe uh was the peggy sue song yeah so that's MIU album and wow. Let's see. It was released in 78 on October 78, about a year after they started working on it. Um uh so yeah, this was their official last reprise record. Um I imagine got no publicity. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. No. No. Um you wanna do a little track by track? Let's do a little track by track, Pete. Lead off. She's got rhythm. It makes sense that you said that Danny was not there for it because the some drums of, are way better. Some of the time I was like, damn, it's good drums. Yeah. This is a Brian vocal, by the way. His voice sounds better. Yeah, I could tell it was Brian, only at some parts you can. Because he's still doing the high Brian thing, so yeah. it's like, you can't Yeah, his really head tell. voice is weirdly still good. Yeah. It's his chest voice that's fucked up. He slips back into it, like. Yeah, he does for sure. This is. That's not him, that's Mike. But here, I'll turn it up when you can. Yeah, it's like you. I, I mean, you can tell mostly though, just because you know for sure it's not Mike or Al yeah, to some exactly. degree. But his voice—it's weird how it still does sound different. Like yeah. his voice just. It's, it's so it all over the place good, during this period. It is really like, good. It, and this is the this best song. High. is good. I was expecting to hate all of this album, but I really like this song. Here's I mean, th- it's pretty lame, but it's catchy and fun, and the instrumentation's good. I listened to this song, and yeah. then I had not high hopes for this album. I was like, but maybe one of the songs is better than this? Um, this might be the album highlight, but it's still, is, I don't think that decreases. I still think it's, no. This like is, if this was on 15 big ones, I think it's as good as any of those kind of album highlights for me. I don't disagree. I dig it. I and think, the production's not terrible. No. It's I, better than 15 Big Ones. I think it, it's certainly better than 15 Big Ones. It is the highlight of the album, yeah. and that is <laughs> the only redeeming thing about this album. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. All right. We'll, we'll get into Come it. Come go with me. Lead Al vocal. Put on your baggies and oh, sorry, it's just <laughs> it's yeah, it's stuck in us. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you would appreciate the Rolling Stone review for this record, which is actually really, really good. It's super long, like they just wrote a whole essay on it. Yeah, but I would encourage people to look up the original Rolling Stone MIU album review. Yeah, it's like I, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the 15 big one. Rolling Stone like weirdly are into the Beach Boys. Yeah. Like, even if it's a shit album, they still just, like, they They're, inspire them to, like, think about music as a whole, like, in a very existential well, sense. In the, so in the 60s, in a fun way. everybody who worked at Rolling Stone was an asshole. Yeah. And in the 70s, they really did the hippie thing where everybody was just such a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, like, just a little mini Beach Boys essay for MIU album. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Um, but they describe this and rock and roll music. Um, <laughs> let's see, what are the... Uh, slow death and sugar frosting, <laughs> which is pretty fucking dope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this song blows. Uh, oh, I really, I legitimately really like this song, man. When Tom Carson, good job, Tom. When we were uh, trying to pick a theme for the album, um, yeah, we went through a lot of choices. Yeah, you you showed me like three or four, and I was like, oh, that one, one hundred. It's the perfect theme. But other than that, and I I hated it at first, but I was like, that is the perfect song to fade out and talk over yeah. the thing. Um, and I think I've grown to like it only because it's our theme song. Yeah. Yeah. Just but by pure repetition. I do not think it's a good song. I Come and go I with me. can't hate it. It's catchy, right. for sure. Hey, little tomboy. This is the one from Adult Child. It's totally reworked, but it's... I, if, I, I, if I knew one was 
from it, I think I would guess this one. Because it's weird. It's like yeah. weird lyrics. This one still has sleeples on it. Yeah, also Carl apparently showed up to do lyrics on this. I wonder if it's just from adult child sessions, though. Oh, probably, yeah. yeah. I didn't like this song. Yeah, there's a couple. Now that I'm looking at it on the B side, there's a Carl and a Denny. Do you think that's solo just for the reworking vocal? of the Christmas songs? Maybe, yeah. He might have shown up at some point. Yeah, this song blows. It's weird, too. Yeah. It's like the lyrics are just. I feel like there was a part of this that I liked, but. Is it this uh, Brian vocal? He does like go something low, happens and in it the sounds record. pretty good. Yeah. Or on the song, I mean, I feel like it changes at some point in a way that I like, but it's a creepy I'm not, song. I don't need to hang out this do long like in it. it. Yeah, yeah, it feels a little bit like Roller Skating Child too, yeah. but not catchy. Exactly. Yeah. So it's hard to put up with the pedophilia overtones. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kona Coast. You want to guess who wrote this one? <laughs> hmm. Mike and Mike Al. Mike and Al. Yeah. Also, I really want to know. I think it's. I'm sure they have, but. Also, would very much believe Mike has never been to Hawaii. Oh no, I would doubt it. Mm-hmm. Like this sounds like a song written by a guy who has only like looked read yeah. an article about postcards. Hawaii in yeah. a magazine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I also, I think Mike he is goes so vapid that all the he time could now. go. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I think he had not been in the seventies. Yeah. Um, this song is god awful. Well, and it copies the other Hawaii song. Yes. Hawaii. There's nothing redeemable. About no, Kona terrible Coast. fucking song. Peggy Sue. Fuck this. Also really terrible. Really? An Al lead vocal. Let's Here. listen to that. The guitar is good. That's the only good thing. I like that guitar line. This sucks. Just listen to Buddy Holly. This I- is only good if it's your wedding band. Yeah, if this was a wedding band, I'd be like, you'd Hell be like, yeah. yeah, exactly. But it, they're signed by a, they're they wrote pet sounds. They can do better. All right, won't you come out tonight? Song. It's got a it's got a good beat. It's got a good beat, but it sucks. This is a Brian and Mike one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I really like this song, except for the fucking like little girl thing. Is which. Sleigh bells again. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the lyrics are terrible, but I do like the melody and sound of this one. And I like those backing vocals, even though they're like weird and nasally. I feel like I would like this if it was produced differently, which I feel like yeah. is a lot of. Yeah. yeah, this song is actually pretty good. Yeah, I didn't like it, but I feel like it has potential. It sounds like. It, it actually does sound like an early Beach Boys song, though. Like, this could for real be off a 64 album. I think it's the vocals, actually. Yeah. Like, not even the... And the melody is the kind of thing where it's, like, pretty straight up, but then there's, like, one, like, minor key note that just makes it all kind of more interesting in a way that sounds very early, Brian. All right. Sweet Sunday, kind of love. This is the Carl lead. And I don't like this song, but once again, Carl's voice alone makes it decent to listen to. This one wasn't bad. So great. I didn't. I think this is another Brian Mike composition, by the yeah. way. Which I think at this point, it's probably just Brian music, Mike lyrics. I have to think. 
Yeah, I would guess. Yeah. I don't think Mike ever wrote the music to any song, did he? No. I mean, yeah. at the most, it would be like, hey, what about this note instead of that note? Yeah. Once per song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's uh, fine. It's fine. That's There's exactly just nothing super fun. special happening no. here. But it's listenable, unlike some other stuff from the A-side. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. Bells of Paris. The song sucks. Yes. Yes. Here's the thing. Usually I wait until we get into the song a little bit to say no, the this song, song goes, is really, really it terrible. sucks right off the bat. Yes. Let's get a little bit into it. Yeah, let's get a little bit into it. <laughs> Give people an idea. He sounds Mike like- also read a magazine article in the same... In the same travel magazine that he found on an airplane one day was an article about Hawaii and yeah. an article about France, yeah. and he wrote two songs on that one flight. Such a productive day yeah. for Mike. Oh, God. Pitter patter. That last song, uh, he just sounds like an NPR DJ. Yeah, he does. Um, song blows. I don't hate this, actually. It reminds me of a friend's song where. But shitty. They looked outside and wrote a song. I mean. I honestly think it's too upbeat, which sounds insane, but I feel like if it was more produced bells. a little weirder, yeah, like it would be much more interesting, because I don't hate any part of it. It's just not working. Do you think this was originally Let It Snow? Probably. Like, I don't know why Al is so rocking about it raining. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't really make any sense. All right. My Diane. This is a Brian sung by Denny. the worst Denny's voice has ever sounded. It's not great. I don't hate this song, though. The melody is, like, weirdly interesting. It's very basic, I think. I don't know. Like, they start with... Like, that line sounds like it should be the chorus, but it's the first line of the song. Yeah, I can't even remember the chorus. I feel like if they had worked it, workshopped this song for, like, a week and a half more... It probably would have been better, but I don't care for it. And it's it actually this sounds insane, but this melody really does sound like a pet sound song. I disagree. It's just the production is so off. I don't hear it. God, I hate that harp. Me too. Honestly, man, if this thing was produced better, I think this is a really solid song. I really like the melody of it. I think there is something there. There's a nugget of a good idea, but they, that. It went the, out the window. The first melody and then the chorus melody, I think, are really good. I think they could have... Yeah. I mean, I They think, lose it in the schlocky production, though. Yeah. I just can't... I can't get over the production. It's so bad. Yeah. I, it's the 70s, so, like, I'm cutting them a little bit of a break. Because yeah, everything they do was re- produced like this. really into Yeah. 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 Match point of our love. Which... Is this a tennis song? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I honestly don't know It's hard to listen to Carefully enough But In the tennis game Of your heart Yeah exactly yeah. I kind of like the like Production this on Sounds this like one, it though. should be In a porn from the 70s Yeah But it it's at least interesting Whereas the rest of their stuff Sounds really generic So It's the most interesting one On this album But it still sucks As a song It does suck So Brian got stuck watching Bjorn Borg one day, yeah. and yeah, He's like that guy's pretty hot. We're gonna right. Winds of change. 
can already tell this is going to be my favorite yeah. one on the record. Oh, that song sucks. Boo. Boo. So, the MIU album, man. It's both, I mean, I probably should have expected that it wouldn't be quite as bad as I thought, just because Brian, at least, is still involved. Like, it's not quite like their 90s stuff where, like, it's just all whatever Mike says goes. Um, like, there's some decent stuff on there, but even compared to 15 big ones, it's weak as hell. Um, I, like, I, I, this one is a lot harder to imagine running across, even, like, on shuffle and being like, yeah, yeah that's actually a solid tune. I, I woke up this morning and listened to this album, yeah. and I was like, oh, man, that was a bad way to start your day. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, it just sounds, like, really, like, vapid to me for some reason. Like, even the interesting stuff just is, like... Because it was a Christmas album. I mean, I guess, yeah. It just sounds empty it does, in a way yeah. where even, like, a really good song, it's not working. So... It's a rough one. It is a rough album. I did not. The first song, I was like, "Yeah, all it right, starts off okay with the okay. first song, and then come go with and me." Come go with is me, like, which I was okay, like, okay, pretty right. solid. Like we're at least upbeat, and some then cool harmonies. Nothing else. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, not. It's just not for me. It's, it's too reminiscent of their old stuff where every song, yeah. sounded the same, but I didn't like, the one that they based it off of or whatever. So it was just, yeah. I don't know, not very good. Yeah. Um, do you want to give it a, a ranking or a rating uh, out of 10 points? Three out of 10. Really? Yeah. That's high. You think so? I'm surprised because that's probably what I would give it. What I, I, well, I gave 15 big ones a two, right? Oh, you think this is better than 15? Big ones. That I, I think it's on par, but I liked that first song. Yeah, you did give it a two. Yeah, I think a three is fair because... I would have given fifty. It's big not like ones. complete. Yeah. Like if I owned it, it wouldn't. I wouldn't give it away. I'd never play it. But I would never play. Yeah, that's the. But I also like every time I'd go through my like if I was moving and was trying to get rid of albums back in the LP days, I would go like, eh, yeah. no, there's enough good songs on here that I want to keep it. But I would just never mm-hmm. put the whole thing on. Of course, no, never once. Um, so I I think I only gave fifteen one. big ones a two. I would have given it a three, but. Going to the chapel, man. Yeah, I know. That, I know. Going to the that chapel. Song. Speaking of which, we went to the chapel. Oh, no. You're moving. Are you getting rid of any records? Uh, No. Damn I actually haven't had my records in my possession for like two years now. Where are they? They're all with my brother and my dad at this point. Okay. My well, brother's got most of them, and then I like, my dad basically just like takes ones that he wants <laughs> to like put in his collection. I mean, I don't know. You don't yeah. listen to it anymore or what? No. And like I'd take the collection back if I wasn't like moving across the country soon. Yeah. But um like at some point I'll want it back, but I I don't know. My dad and brother actually like listen to them consistently, so they might as well just have them. I listen to my records consistently. Yeah. I don't know. I kinda got to a point with mine where I wasn't that interested in continuing the collection, but I'd like listened to everything I had enough that like it just kinda was all sitting there. Like, I wasn't putting them on records anymore, but I also just kind of got a little bored of crate digging, so. Oh, I love crate digging. Yeah. Plus I mean, I, I like it fine. Dope ass just, setup. Yeah. Like, now my goal is to, I made a list of all the albums I had on vinyl before I gave it away, yeah. and now my goal is to just get all of them on digital, too, because mm-hmm. I had a bunch of stuff that I didn't have, like, on my yeah. iTunes, so. 
I'm slowly working through making sure that I have everything digitally as well because there's a lot of really good albums that I only had on vinyl for years and so including a lot of Beach Boys albums so that's MIU I agree on a three it's just yeah I think we've said all there is to say honestly about MIU oh the one actually last thing that I did want to say is you know the album the album art you saw it I'm sure while you were listening I don't I kind of really like it it. I gotta look it up like it's on first glance, it's fucking terrible, and it's a terrible album cover for a Beach Boys album, but divorced from being a Beach Boys record, it's actually kind of cool. Like, I like the weird yellow oh, vanilla color, and I like the photo, and I like the font. Like, I like all the parts. It just makes me sad that it's a Beach Boys album cover, basically. If it was any other band, I feel like I'd really like it. I feel like this... Uh, just the picture in the center. Like, yeah. if that was the album itself, yeah. it would look like a Led Zeppelin album or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it looks, if it was just like some prog rock band's album cover, I would think it's a cool, cool album cover because the font is great. Yeah. Um, but it just so strongly makes me think of like Mike in a gold glitter vest when I yeah. see it that it doesn't work. But yeah, on its own. The, but kind of uh, same with the light album, honestly. Like, yeah. I really like the cover, but just not, not as a Beach, Beach Boys, Boys album cover, it makes me sad again. Yeah. So. Okay. I don't know. It's also weird that they came up with the script font thing for 15 big ones that like is now yeah. synonymous with them, but then immediately went away from it and yeah. aren't going to use it again. I think until their early nineties albums well, is when they use it again consistently, maybe on some compilations. I have to think it, it's because back or like when they were in the nineties again, everybody was like, all about the 50s again for some reason. Yeah, and so they were true. like, all right, that They're is gonna 50s. Go back to that. that album was 50s. That's a good point. We're going to market that and market our old shit and that album. And that's yeah. it. And then write Kokomo for no reason. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's MIU album. Moving right on to Light Album. Uh, so this is kind of the same story a little bit. Yeah. Um, the, in terms of recording. Album? No, no. But just pretty much only Mike Allen Brian worked on it. Um, Carl and Dennis showed up a little bit for this record, but it's a lot less, um, you know, involved than they have yeah, been that makes up sense. to this point. And Brian, though, is starting to become less and less involved because Brian, not being under Landy's care or really anyone's care, is really struggling these days. Um, makes sense. Between, do you know when the cocaine sessions are? Uh, I don't. I can okay. look it up. We could do. We should do a mini ep on those at some point. Between MIU album and um, and Light album, Brian yeah. and Marilyn divorced. Bummer. Which is pretty sad. Yeah. Um, let's see. The Cocaine Sessions. Wow, a year isn't the... Oh, wait. I'm on the wrong page. 1982. Okay. So I guess maybe... Coming up here. Wow, interesting. Brian and Dennis in November 82. That must have been right before he went back with Landy, Landy, I guess. I think it was in the midst of it. Really? I think so. That would have been when both he and Denny were yeah, in really, really bad places. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can it tell by the name is, yeah. Cocaine Session, but still. Um, yeah. We should, we should, that's pretty we should wild, do a mini man. up on yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. You've, yeah. For the Patreon you've listeners. mentioned some of that being really interesting before. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so yeah. So after he left Landy, he was yeah taking pills and doing coke again he and marilyn divorced um let's see 
He, um, for a short period in 78, he lived as a vagrant in Balboa Park, San Diego. <laughs> um, he got picked up by the police, though, and taken to the hospital for alco- alcohol poisoning. Of course he did. Um, lived as a he vagrant. Would, like, He's already got the look down. Yeah. Like, just doing terrible. I mean, basically, yeah. a lot of what uh, Denny's going to be doing in the early 80s, but yeah. just a little bit before that, and thankfully, he didn't Fucking, die because of it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he owed a ton of taxes, you know, obviously by the end of all this. And yeah. so, like, it was a little bit of a perfect storm for him to get back into Landy's care and get taken advantage of. But um, yeah. we'll get into that a little more with um, keeping the summer alive when we get to that and the Beach Boys' second breakup there. But, um, or kind of first breakup, I guess. They didn't, yeah. they didn't break they didn't up break between they were just like and They were just touring. Fuck all you, know? you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. So back to Light Album, though. So Brian's just not doing well, uh, which sort of ties in because part of their CBS contract was for him to write and produce 75% of the songs on every CBS album. Jesus Christ. And That's um, why CBS signed him because he saw they did 50 yeah, big ones. Probably. And then, uh, Although that was only a third of Beach the Boys record. Love you. That I know, he wrote and but, produced. But, but, they, but he, they did Beach Boys Love You right after that. Yeah. So they were probably seeing like, oh, he's back in the game. We should True. sign them now. Um, He sang on one song yeah and wrote co-wrote two okay (laughs) (laughs) so and what didn't produce at all okay so it's like actually executive producer on a lot of them so it counted um no oh he's a not accredited producer so i like legitimately don't really know how they got this past cbs yeah to some degree i mean it's like it did okay Uh, like it sold fine yeah but and it had a pretty good hit off of it with good timing. But um, and here comes the night. Uh, but it's a little weird that like that was part of their contract. And I mean, regardless of his health, yeah, to some degree, it like I actually lose the train of like why nobody was getting him help at all here, given that like he's probably just a big asshole. It sounds pretty sad. Yeah. But like I kind of get how Denny could disappear and. <laughs> slide down far enough and like just not be a part of anyone's life for a few years but with brian like it's literally in a contract somewhere that he shows up and works so like how is no one even from cbs like sent out to find him and like get him a fucking doctor and take him to rehab or something so that he can fulfill a contract that could make them millions of dollars for an album just because it was the 70s right probably yeah but still it seems a little wild i agree it's for sure like there's like how was some lackey not sent out to take care of him at some point but just a fucking intern. I mean, yeah, exactly. We have an intern. <laughs> Takashi. Oh, yeah. He says he would have. He would have gone and found Brian. Yeah. He understands the artist struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so my so it's mostly a Mike and Al record, and then yeah, Denny, yeah. Denny and Carl come back a little bit. Um, they take a couple songs off Denny's uh not to be released second album, second solo. Yeah. Uh and then you know what second solo would be a good name for an album yeah and then carl um writes a little bit here and sings a little bit here too okay bruce shows up again uh as the producer um all right and yeah and uh, like is weirdly not in the band but is in the band like he shows up to produce and then to get a little ahead of ourselves like in the early 80s he works with them on their next record and like helps put together a bunch of their compilation albums, but they like weirdly don't make him a member of the band again, even though he's basically working yeah. as a member of the band again. So 
whatever. It takes until I guess their comeback probably or the early nineties for him to Yeah. Get back in there. So the light album most famous for the disco version of Here Comes the Night. Yeah. Um that was their first single. Uh, a shortened version because it's 10 minutes long. Uh, like four minute version yeah. was released as a single. And then um, the full version was released as the opening to the B side of Light Album. Um, wow. The song was only played live during a few dates at Radio City Music Hall in March before being dropped from the set completely due to audience reaction. <laughs> Which due, to, due to audience reaction is. I don't blame uh, the audience because well it depends no. to some degree okay if they were playing the four minute version mm-hmm. it probably honestly would have just sounded like here comes the night yeah if they were trying to play the 10 minute version live then of course no one wants no, to hear that shit wants to, yeah because no one's showing up to a beach boys <laughs> even the most open-minded beach boys fan is not showing up to a beach no. boys show to hear a 10 minute disco song live like no one is wanting that nobody wants to hear a 10 minute disco song ever <laughs> and then, like nobody wants to hear a ten well, minute long Beach Boys. If you're song. going to like an actual disco show, yeah, then it makes sense. But a bird just streaked by our window and it scared me. the shit out of PJ. <laughs> I grabbed my heart like a little old lady. I think I only kept it together because you freaked out so much that yeah. my Freak I like didn't yeah, look that, yeah yeah exactly. Here's, nobody wants to go to a show and hear a ten minute song unless yeah. it's like Freebird or Stairway to Heaven. Right, yeah. And that's because you're so high on either Coke or... No, just Coke, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, that it's, like, so great. Yeah. I guess these guys were high on Coke. Yeah. Maybe their fans weren't, though. Yeah, Let's that could be. be. No, their fans are so, good conservative folk. Yeah, so Light Album um, released in um, March 1979. Okay. And let's do... Let's do a little track by track. Let's here. do a little track by track. All right. The first song and the second single, Good Timing. This is a... This was the single. This is a Brian and Carl, sung by Carl. Yeah. Second single. I would describe... The one word I would use to describe this song is... Is tedious. <laughs> I really like this song. Oh, I do not. Man, I don't know why, but this song, Come Go With Me, Rock and Roll Music, and then from their 85 comeback, um, Get You Back. Not, no, not the K word, but Get You Back was their other single off that record. Like, for some reason, their schlocky one, like, not other songs on these albums, but like those four songs, weirdly, I really, really enjoy. In a way where, like, the background vocals are amazing on this, man. They're really good. Yeah. The backing vocals are awesome. The melody's good. It sounds and it's like slow, it was, but it's short. It's like a two-minute song. So it you sounds can't like really it was written bored. for a shitty movie. Huh. <laughs> yeah, a little I, bit. I hate it. I can't argue with that at all. Yeah. All right. Lady Linda. This is an Al song. Boo. You know it's a bad song when you have to credit Johann Sebastian yeah. Bach, arranged by Al Jardine. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. This was written for his wife, and then once he and his wife divorced, he apparently changed the name in the title when he sang it live. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, what a dork. Did they all That's get divorced? That's such at a one Dennis point? move. This might be his second wife. Yeah. 
God, this song sucks. I feel like it gets better once we move away from the Bach part. Not really. It does get better. You're right. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely a better song, but it's, it's not, still not a good, good song. Yeah. No, yeah. True. Nobody wants to hear Bach. Nobody here wants to hear Al no. Jardine sing over Bach. This really is, and this is also a another insane Beach Boys choice to like. This is the second song. <laughs> like this yeah. is this is number nine on any album. Like you hide this shit late in the record. That's, yeah. That, but to lead off consistently, with this shit, that is what the Beach Boys are the worst at. They're is, really terrible. Is bordering at an that. album. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty rough. Um. Yeah, I feel like I think it's from Christgau. Um, someone somewhere I read the the quote that like the Beach Boys' problem was just consistency. Yeah, and I feel like that's somewhat true, but even on a micro level with their albums, that's very true. Like yeah. they just like just make slightly better choices, and I feel like you're better off yeah. so many ways with them. But all right, this song's eh. all right. Bad. Full sale. This is a Carl one. Uh, Carl wrote a bunch of songs. Carl and Dennis wrote a bunch of songs with this guy named Jeffrey Cushing Murray on this album. Oh, three names. I'm Good not sure him. who that guy is. Let's look at his Wikipedia page. He might have just been some guy with CBS who worked with them. Is that what is? Is that the acronym for his name? Uh, he wrote Hot Night in a Cold Town, and then oh, he wrote a lot of stuff apparently with Carl. Mm. Interesting. God, I wish they would just use a Moog. Yeah, this like this late sucks. 70s synth is bad. Like, this is what every kid finds on a keyboard that they get, and yeah. then they're like, oh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, fucking dumb. Yeah, that. this song is really yeah. dumb. It's, it's so Even bad. better production wouldn't make it better. Angel no. Come Home. Um, This is a Dennis lead vocal, and this song kind of bangs. I like the beat. I it's like... pretty good once it gets going. The production is rough, but production is rough. If they didn't do all of this, this whole album, just sounds like they hit '70s on a keyboard exactly. preset. Exactly. But it, this is even of the time. When did this album come out? '79. '79. This is even two '70s for '79. Yeah. This is '74, '75 shit. That's yeah. That's kind of true. That's an interesting point. This is. I mean, they were just on so much coke though. Like it sounds yeah. like. No, not just a '70s preset. It sounds like um in Alan Parsons preset where it was just like hey what does he do just give us those keyboard sounds and drum noises and all that yeah. it's so fucking but this song like, is not bad it could be so much better yeah. I don't dis- I, I agree I think it's a fine song like if they like got honestly of- well produced this could be I could see this being like a minor 70s radio hit. no I think so too like I, it's got the the it's white got, soul vibe yeah he's got his like his his voice is great on it. Yeah. Um, honestly, if if those were different, if those background vocals, the harmonies in the back, if yeah. those were different, like slightly, it'd be so much better. And then if they used other instruments, I wonder if somebody does like a cover of this song. I doubt anybody does, but because I think it's I think it's a good song other than the production. Like I think yeah. it could have been like a really really good song. Oh yeah. If this was, yeah. For sure. If this was produced more like a rock song, yeah, I think it could have done pretty well for them. Um, yeah, like, yeah. like actually, not to bring up, song, yeah, it'd be pretty good. Or like not to bring up Alan Parsons again. But if this was like an Alan Parsons song with just yeah. Dennis singing, yeah, like it could have been, it could have done well. I feel like it's got some, 
uh, some juice in the chorus, man. Yeah. All right. Love Surrounds Me, a Dennis song. This is from his solo record. <laughs> his voice gets immediately worse. How does it start so slow? Dennis Wilson's songs are the only songs in the world where you're not sure they're starting while they're starting. <laughs> you're like, wait, is this really it? It's incredible, man. Holy it's shit. It's kind of nice for me because then I know I don't really have to listen to the rest of this. <laughs> yeah. This song sucks. All right. You know yeah, what? Honestly, I don't hate the rhythm honestly, that comes in what now, I, What I like on it. I forgot that it even got to this part. The, the thing problem. I like on this one is the 70s This is production. actually Steely Danish. Yeah. Like with the little backing vocals and the off-kilter drums. Yeah. You know... This is the exact like, opposite Like, this is a little song. gaucho-esque. This yeah. is the opposite of the last song, because yeah. I like the production. I just hate everything else about it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that bass. Wow. I mean, I know this is a Beach Boys podcast, but I just never thought we'd ever compare them to Steely Dan, but this <laughs> yeah. this is some real gaucho shit. All right. Yeah. Um, not terrible. Yeah. Sumahama. This is like a Mike it. Love song. Another travelogue. Another Mike read an article about a foreign country. Andor watched uh, You Never Live Twice yeah. and was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Call me Love Song. <laughs> they need to stop opening songs with this. Like, yeah. not specifically oh. this, but yeah. the Bach one and this one. Yeah. It's dumb. It's pretty rough. It sounds stupid. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening, fuck you guys. I think it's just that they don't really know what they're doing. So they're of like, they don't. this sounds cool, right? For us to start with like an overture kind of thing. And they don't know that it's terribly lame. I thought this was going to be a uh, an instrumental when I first heard it because that went on for so long. It would have so been long. better if it was an instrumental. Yeah. Was that a minute? Was that about a minute I think intro? So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not quite. Like 40 seconds. Too long. So that's Sumahama. Yeah. It doesn't get better. No, it's bad. Here comes the night. We will not quite listen to this whole song, but... This is when... The part in the album when I was listening to it where I was just like, oh, were they going for disco the whole time? Like the whole album? And then I was like, no, this no. is the one disco no, song. No, on yeah. This. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm bringing up Chris Gow a lot on this, Yeah, I feel like. But I agree with, he says it's better as an oddity than like an actual good song. And I agree. Yeah. Like as a weird like outtake or a did you know thing, you're like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool, and it's listenable, and it's not terrible. But to like actually put it in an album and expect people to listen to it, looking at to it enjoy critically it critically is it's wild. Yeah, like it's definitely not bad, and I don't mind them being weird and experimental. If anything, I would have enjoyed this album more if they just did a whole disco album. This sounds like a like, song that ELO would have recorded and then been like, oh, that's yeah, that not is going some on very the album. ELO. Yeah. yeah, but like. I love ELO, but this is like ELO if it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think this record, ooh, do you think this record is a little bit of their Sunflower where they just like looked at the last five years of popular music and were like, let's just do one of each. Like, let's do an Alan Parsons. Let's do a Steely Dan. Let's, let's do, do an ELO. ELO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they might Let's have. do like a schlocky Elton John kind of ballad. <laughs> like, yeah. They can That's fit all it, of it in there, man. That's why it sucks. Yeah, but it's definitely got some of that. You're right. Yeah. There's a lot of... Uh, let's get into the middle here. Also thought this one was going to be uh, an instrumental. And I was like, who does a disco instrumental? And then I was no, that's a very popular thing, actually. Oh, 
It's like disco, but off. Yeah. No, it's not even very good disco, though, to be... No, 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 no. It's Unfortunately. like... It, it's the thing. It's like... Ha! Despite... Man, that's some shade from the Wikipedia page. Hell yeah. Despite the dominance of disco music at the time of the song's release, it only peaked at number 48 on the disco top 100. Yep. It because it, disco fans aren't gonna like this because it's not disco-y enough. No, and exactly. Beach yeah, Boy it should fans, be yeah. like if they had gotten a really if they had gotten like Giorgio Moroder to produce it or some shit, you yeah. know, like just as a insane crossover, it yeah. could have been really really cool. Are they even doing four but on the, the floor? Half-assing, yeah, kind of. It's not a great beat though. No, to dance to like the bass is not very heavy on this song. No, which is odd, but boo, yeah. Kind of like that, but it's like some bad Santa Esmeralda knockoff shit. Yeah. All right. Baby Blue. <laughs> Another Denny solo. Gotta love that Denny solo. The The full version, though, of Here Comes the Night is honestly not terrible. It's just... I can't it's not weird enough that. to be, like, awesome, and it's not bad enough to be, like, just forgettable. I don't know. It's a tough middle ground for them. This is not great. No, this is a bad song. It's just way too slow. Yeah. God damn. And especially going from Here Comes the Night to this song. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Boo. And again, just so 70s production. Yeah. Like, whatever vocal filter this is. Where did they record this album? so terrible. Uh, that's a very good question. Let me look it up real quick. Uh does not say i thought no. i read but maybe that, that sounds like a stick sound record i thought i read that they recorded it at all this sounds like sticks this sounds yeah. like shitty sticks <laughs> they totally did that wow shitty sticks would be a good name for a band man where did i close to you um god i wish oh this... that's off the next record sorry Oh. Uh, I'm getting stuff confused. I did a bunch of reading about like yeah. five records in a row this morning, so I'm getting some stuff confused. Uh, I don't know where this was recorded. Their next one was recorded at like a studio in Hollywood, and then a bunch at like a studio Al had in a barn at his like cool. big Sur estate. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. Maybe uh, this one was, but yeah, this song sucks. Uh, going south. Is this about like the Beach Boys' career? Oh, okay. This Revol- is autobiographical, but. It's a double entendre. About going, eating puss? Their career's going downhill, so might as well get down in mouth. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Once again, schlocky, but in a totally different way. You know how way. I started saying that I just, hearing Carl's voice makes me kind of happy? Yeah. That. That's been cured at the end of this record. Because <laughs> all the Carl songs, except Good Timing, are just... He's turned into Denny. He's just singing slow shit. Yeah. All right. And he sounds like Denny. Shortening bread. This is yet another 70s kind this of like... This is a Brian arrangement. This sounds like a little bit like Eaglesy. Yeah. Yeah. They totally just copped everybody's shit. Nah, this is not a good song. It's like so close. It 
It's almost like if you a, don't listen that hard, you're like, oh, this is pretty good. And then as soon as you devote any attention to it, you realize there's nothing redeemable happening. No. <laughs> but like it has a veneer of good. Yeah. But it's not. No. If, if I heard this on like the speaker at a grocery store, I'd be like, huh. Yeah. But like it's it also just like everything about it could be like a vegetables or mama says esque song if it was yeah. just different like yeah i don't know and like the guitar on it is technically good yeah it's just like so it's putting a bad song do you want to know how bad miu album and light album were yeah by the time they get to the light album review in rolling stone <laughs> The reviewer is claiming that Brian Wilson was never a musical genius and that they haven't made mu- good music since Wild Honey. Like, that's how bad they've gotten in yeah. popular opinion. Although, to be fair, it's like three different reviewers who have reviewed the last four albums. Yeah. So, I mean, because obviously they dug Light Album, or no, no, Love You, and had some interesting things to say about 15 Big Ones. So, I mean, they, I think they haven't had good music since Holland. He's actually maybe not wrong. They haven't made great rock music since Wild Honey. They haven't made competent pop since Holland. Yeah. I actually don't agree with that, though, because I think Holland and Surf's Up are both good rock albums. They're kind of prog rocky, but but they're yeah. rock. I don't, wouldn't say they're pop. No, I... They yeah. definitely lean rock over pop anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, Short Number of Blows. Yeah, no. So Light Album, on f- the first couple listens, I kind of thought it was... I mean, it's definitely a little bit better than MIU album. Yeah. But not by much, and that's almost making me wonder if I need to go back to MIU album and give that a two, because then this can be a three, because yeah. there's no way this is a four. No, there's. N- I'm changing no. MIU to a two and giving this one a three. But can maybe I? they're just both threes. This one's a two for me. You like it less? It's pretty rough. No, I think I like it the same, but I can't go back and change my huh? one for MIU. Eh, it's in the same episode. All right, I'm gonna give both of them twos because that really fair, that album really fucking upset me. They're rough. Me. They don't deserve that three. Yeah, like this, we're just, uh, the Beach Boys are so sad now. Yeah. Basically. And the Beach Boys boys are sad because of it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Ugh. Light Album, man, that's some rough shit, but. <laughs> it's so crazy to me that we can give an album an eight. Yeah. And then, like, our combined scores of this. Yeah, are half that. Are, yeah. I mean,. Yeah, that's how it was around like Carl and the Passions era. Yeah, though. fuck, fuck <laughs> Carl and the Passions suck. What's the lowest score you've given? One. I know I've given a yeah, one. What was we've that? Definitely two? given something a one. I think we both gave something a one, at the same time. I would assume it was one of the early '60s ones because Carl and the Passions we gave a four and a three too, which is right. I think it's better than either of those it's two fucking albums. F- fuck that. Yeah. Um. Was it their second album? Which one had Ten Little Indians? Twos to the Christmas album, two to Surfing USA, and both one and one for Little Deuce Coop. Little Deuce Coop. And then one and two for their first record. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. And I think now, because I liked some of their middle albums, I'm being nicer to them because I feel like this should actually be a one, but I'm not going to change it again. I don't... I don't know if they're quite ones, though. Like, a one to me is that there's just nothing. Like, because we aren't really doing zeros. So a one is just that there's nothing redeemable at all about the album. And both of these, like, 
There, I am, okay, am kind of looking to be kind because I like them a lot and I want there to be something good. But at the very least, there's like one or two songs in each album that are solid. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I would you're right say about solid, that. but yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't disagree. So that's MIU and Light Album, man. We're getting into the dog days. I mean, it gets so bad here that literally Dennis dies. So. <laughs> Then he fucking um, kills himself. He hates the beach. Boys yeah. So, so we're gonna oh, uh, we're you know doing more time jumps these days. Um, like we just came back and we're almost to another break in yeah. in time of their discography. So next week we're gonna talk about their last record of this little mini era, um, and then their it's not really a breakup. I mean they aren't really yeah. together, but just Brian disappears into Eugene Landy's care. Uh, Dennis dies, and then. They basically just tour for most of the 80s yeah. um, until they get back into the studio to do their 1985 comeback. Um, so we'll jump onto that next. But yeah, rough era for the Beach Boys. I mean, I feel like I told you this a few times in the late 60s, early 70s that yeah. you can definitely always expect, like even if you're disappointed by some of that stuff, it is not even close to the bottom of the barrel. That's true. And we're still very far away from the bottom of the barrel. If we're going to be busting out those one out of 10, we probably will have to talk about potentially zeros in the early nineties. Cause Here's the thing. there's well and truly, I yeah. think some records with zero redeeming musical <laughs> moments on them. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fair. I think, <laughs> I think, uh, I'm just, you know, biding time until Kokomo comes out. Oh God. I kind of, I, I honestly keep forgetting that that's even on. I take you. Bermuda, I've successfully excised that song from my memory Mama, in a lot of ways. Montego, okay. Baby, why don't we go down to Kokomo? We will see you next week on the Beach Boys Boys, Other where we descend way. into the darkness of the early 80s. We're going to crash and lose our board. Yeah. It's going to be a bummer trip. Take care.